Praise the Lord. So delighted to worship together. Our theme today is, What Can I Discover About Being in the Spirit? What can you and I discover about being in the Spirit? And so I invite you to turn to our Bible, Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, beginning at verse 9. It says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. In a recent message, we discovered some very important truth from that verse right there. Truth that can help us in our times of hardship, in our times of suffering. Then in verse 10, it goes on and it says, On the Lord's day, on the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Let's end our reading right there. I want us to especially notice... Verse 10, where the Word of God says, On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit. You will also find this repeated, for example, in Revelation chapter 4, verse 2, where it says, At once I was in the Spirit. You find it also, for instance, in Revelation 17, verse 3. Then the angel carried me away in the Spirit into a desert. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 10, we read, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. If you were to read Jude verse 20, you'll see a similar reference. So I want to spend some moments with you and invite you to try to get a grip on what it means to be in the Spirit. On the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit. So the first question is this. What does it mean to be in the Spirit? Let me share with you how some have translated that phrase. If you were to read some various Bible translations, other Bible translations, if you were to read various Bible scholars and uh, references, you'd see that some, some say it means to be in a trance, to be in a trance. Now, that's possible, although I personally don't quite see it in that same way. Some others say to be in the Spirit means to be inspired, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Someone else, Berkeley translation says, it means being spirit-possessed. Someone else it says it means to be in the Spirit's power, C.B. Williams, to be in the Spirit's power. Another New English Bible declares it means caught up, caught up, caught up by the Spirit. The Living Bible says, I was worshiping, I was worshiping, all right? 
Bible scholars vary widely in their interpretation of what it means to be in the Spirit. Dr. Lange explains the phrase as meaning transported out of the ordinary everyday consciousness and placed in the condition of prophetic ecstasy. Uh, Dr. Simcox says it means he, that is John, was caught up into a state of spiritual rapture. Dr. Charles says it denotes nothing more than that John fell into a trance. Dr. Sweet says the entire phrase denotes the exaltation of the prophet under inspiration of the Spirit. So I read and I read all these statements and I'm saying, Lord, what, what all does this boil down to? What does it really come to? What does it mean? And when, when, I, when I put everything together, it would be fair to say, I believe, that to be in the Spirit means to be uniquely in touch with the Lord. To be in the Spirit means to be uniquely in touch with the Lord. Certainly, certainly John here in Revelation was very specially and uniquely in touch with the Lord as the Lord directed him to write the Revelation. Would you like to be uniquely in touch with the Lord? I believe you'd say amen. John was going through a very unique time when he was in touch with God in a mighty way. It is very probable that uh, John was experiencing something which was beyond the norm. In some ways, while he was in the Spirit, perhaps perhaps he, um, he, he, he was... He was experiencing something, maybe, maybe a little bit more than most of us will ever experience. But it was during this wonderful spiritual experience when the Lord communicated with him and, and told him specific messages he needed to share with seven different churches of his day. Now, it may be that you and I will, will never have the exact same experience as John did in the Bible. But I do believe, my friends, I do believe that you and I can enjoy regular times of being in the Spirit, uniquely, uniquely in touch with the Lord. I believe it's possible for all of us in different ways, in different levels. And, and, and so I invite you today to really, really further try to, try to get, get a grip on this truth of what it means to be in the Spirit. And to, have, and to have you from the inside out saying, Lord, I want to experience more and more what John experienced in the book of Revelation. I want to have more and more special times when I am in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Okay. Let's go to a second question. How can I get in the Spirit? We just talked about what it means to be in the Spirit. Now, how can I get, how can you and I get in the Spirit? Well, to begin with, for anyone making notes, A, become a servant of Christ. Because there has to be that important starting point. In Revelation 1.1, it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him 
to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, to his servant. And so that's a reminder to us that the starting point is really for us to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. How does that happen? How does it begin? Well, it begins when we truly repent, when we ask for forgiveness of our sins. When we ask the Lord to forgive us, and we say, Lord, I truly seek your forgiveness that you have made possible, and that we accept freedom from our sins because he has made that possible. Amen? So the question is this. Have you made a choice, have you made a decision to become a servant of Christ? Or to put it another way, have you made a decision to personally dedicate or devote your life to Jesus? For all of us, there needs to come a moment when we say, Lord, I really choose through my own will to dedicate, to devote, to consecrate myself to you. And in doing so, we become a follower, a servant of Jesus. Remember now, we're talking about how can I get in the Spirit. This is the foundational point, becoming a servant of His. Point B, how can I get in the Spirit? Regularly ask the Lord to search. Regularly ask the Lord to search and cleanse your life. Read and or sing hymns like, like Cleanse Me. Hymns that talk about our seeking after God to cleanse us, to purify our hearts, to, to do a thorough cleansing job on the inside, which only He is able to do. Further on how I can get in the Spirit, point C. When you're at home, you can go where you can be alone and where it's quiet and, and pray, Lord, I seek to be in the Spirit. I want to be uniquely in touch with you, Lord. Lord, I'm, I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm going to turn off the computer. I'm going to turn off my phone. And I'm just going to focus on you, Lord. I'm going to just, just turn my eyes, as the hymn writer says, turn my eyes upon Jesus. Turn my mind and turn my thoughts upon Jesus. Amen? And then also, further, how can I get in the Spirit? If we're talking about at church, point D, here's some suggestions. Even before you go to bed on a Saturday night, set out your clothes and, and shoes and, and your children's items also so that uh, you don't have to rush around so much on a Sunday morning. A lot of those things are already decided. But just, just think of things that you can do to help you focus on Jesus even before you, you come to church. Uh, on Sunday morning, before you come to the Lord's house, put on some wonderful praise music in the car, um, whether it's a CD or iPod or, you know, all the other fancy gadgets many of you have. And be careful not to get into an argument with uh, one of your family members as you're getting ready for church, okay? Sunday mornings, you know, I... I, I, I often use the word yes with my wife. Whatever she says, I say, yes, honey, yes, yes, yes. Because, see, I, I don't want to get into any kind of dis disagreement with my wife on Sunday mornings, all right? All right? I think sometimes she takes advantage of that. It, it's hard. It's hard to get in the Spirit 
if you've had a squabble coming to church, right? So, remember we're talking about how we can get in the Spirit uh, while at church, all right? You know, when you enter the sanctuary, bow your head and pray, or, or look to the Lord upwardly, whatever suits you. Pray and say, Lord, I seek to be in the Spirit. I want to be uniquely in touch with you. And when we're singing, join in the singing. And if singing isn't your thing, think about the words, their meaning, and, and silently say, Lord, these words are precious, and help me, help me to be impacted by them. And in your own way, praise the Lord, whether it's out loud or whether it's silently, just praise the Lord. And when it's time for the message, whether I'm bringing the message or one of our other pastors, I encourage you to say, Lord, this message is going to help me. It's going to help me somehow to get in the Spirit. And Lord, I want to open up myself more and more towards, towards the ministry of your Spirit at work in my life. Amen? All right. Let's go to another question, a third question, and it is this. What might hinder us from getting into the Spirit? What might hinder us? Well, I'm sure we could come up with a lengthy list if we took time. But uh, here is one thing that might hinder, A, unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin. I would say to you, no matter who we are, pastors, lay people, whoever we are, it would be more and more difficult for us to get in the Spirit, to get uniquely connected to the Lord, if we haven't confessed the sin or sins and said, Lord, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I ask you to cleanse me of this sin. And Lord, with your help, I am not going to repeat this. I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm not going to just do it again and, and again. Lord, I want victory over this sin. Amen? So that's one thing that might prevent us from getting into the Spirit. Um, Point B, something else that might interfere, is unresolved problems with people. Okay? Unresolved problems with people. There are times you, you or I might get into some disagreement with, with someone. We're only human, and that can happen. But whatever it might be, if there is a disagreement, then say, Lord, with your help, I am going to work towards resolving this issue. I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to trust the other person to do his or her best. And Lord, we're going to trust you for the rest to help us resolve. What might hinder us from getting into the Spirit? Here's something else, point C. Distractions in one's surroundings. Whether it's at home or at church, try to minimize, try to minimize whatever distractions that might be going on. Uh, if, if you're trying to really be in touch with the Lord at home, and you're wanting to have a wonderful prayer time, a wonderful time of communication, um, then, like I said earlier, you know, turn off the TV. Turn off, turn off the things that are distracting you. Do what's necessary in order for you to just focus on your relationship with the Lord. Here's something else that might hinder us from getting into the Spirit. Fatigue, point D, fatigue, fatigue. This is always a concern because most of us are very busy. Most of us have uh, plenty to do. And, and so we, we face the regular challenge. No matter who we are, we face the regular challenge of 
experiencing victory over fatigue. And, uh, and so we, we need to say, Lord, I mean, look, it doesn't matter whether it's you or me. If you're really fatigued or I'm very fatigued, when we go to pray, we might have great intentions of praying and being in touch with the Lord. But when our mind and our body is really, really worn out, what happens? We're inclined to fall asleep. It's not that you're a terrible person. It's not that I'm a terrible person. It's just that, you know, whether, whether we're 16 or 60, these bodies uh, can only handle so much. Isn't that true? Okay. Let us try, try to do our best to overcome obstacles like this. Uh, here is, um, here's another potential hindrance from getting into the spirit. E, physical and emotional pain. Physical and emotional pain. Once again, sometimes it's easier than other times to overcome physical and emotional pain. Sometimes you and I can do it quite quickly. Sometimes it, it takes a while, right? I still remember, I still remember many years ago when I had uh, a kidney stone and uh, I had to be taken to the hospital. I was in so much pain, so much agony. I was trying to pray and I couldn't even pray. So physical and emotional pain uh, can really make it more difficult for us to really get in the spirit. So what's the solution? Well, the solution is for us to try to deal with and to overcome whatever it is that's causing us the pain, whether it's physical or emotional or relational or something else. Okay? And then uh, F, what might hinder us from getting, getting into the spirit, a lack of concentration, lack of concentration. Some of you, some of us are very great. You're great at concentration. Uh, others, others, because, you know, we, we have all different personalities. It varies with all of us. But lack of concentration can sometimes hinder us from getting into the spirit. Let me just say, I've learned over the years that, you know, we all are different. Uh, now, for me, whatever it is, if I, if I want to concentrate, let's say concentrate on, on the Lord, concentrate on worshiping Him, concentrate on praying, or if I want to concentrate on, on doing a task, usually I'm one that needs some quiet. What I'm saying is a lot of us have to concentrate, okay, concentrate. And uh, whatever works for you, practice it for the purpose of getting into the spirit then let me go to this next question are there times are there times and or places when we might find it easier to get into the spirit well i believe point a i believe it could be easier to get into the spirit on the lord's day this is what happened with with john because in revelation 1 verse 10 it says on the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit. Maybe it just happened to be that way, but I, I believe there's some significance here. On the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit. And I, I do believe that, you know, because the Lord's day is specially set aside, it can be a day when it's easier for any of us to get in the Spirit. Also, point B, holy days, holy days. 
I'm talking about uh, Christmas and and Easter and and other special days during the course of a year. Those, Those, by tradition, have become and can be very special times, Good Friday services, special times when... We, we will find it easier to get into the Spirit. Point C, quiet times and our place, and our places which bring you much joy. Th- those, those can be some opportunities to get into the Spirit. Point D, also times of hardship can be occasions when we might find it easier to get into the Spirit. That may seem strange for some of you, but in the case of John... He was on the island of Patmos. He was a prisoner. He was sent there against his will. The uh, the Roman authorities sent him there because he had been preaching the gospel. And he was sent there to uh, basically shut him up. The emperor had been demanding emperor worship. And John and others like him were saying, no, we need to worship one God. We've got one God. And, uh, and he came to earth in the person of Jesus. He is the one we worship. We should not be worshiping the Roman emperor. Well, the Roman emperor and his government didn't like that. They threw John out on the island of Patmos. All right. But sometimes times of hardship can be occasions when you, you can get more in the spirit. Boy, it's really more difficult for me to get in the Spirit when I'm, I'm going through a hurting time, Pastor Nick. For some, that's true. But, you know, for others, when you're really stuck in life and your, your heart is filled with pain, somehow when you say, Lord, help me, there's a connection there. Uh, there's a connection that happens, which may not happen any other time. Point E. Are there times and or places when we might find it easier to get into the Spirit? Times of blessing. Times of blessing. Hard times can help us better connect, but also times of blessing, you know. Times, times of blessing. Um, I, I, I remember when our, our grandson was born this past May. Just seeing this little boy come into this world. Obviously, that was a great time of blessing, and and in that time of blessing, I just just had a wonderful time of connecting with the Lord and expressing gratitude, gratitude for His birth, gratitude for His safe arrival. Let's look at question number five here. What are some of the blessings experienced when we're in the Spirit? What are some of the blessings? Here are a few. A. Special messages are received from the Lord. This is certainly what happened with John, with John in Revelation. He he received incredible, lengthy messages from Jesus during his time of being in the Spirit. Point B, there is spiritual, emotional, and physical refreshing. It's hard to explain, but there is spiritual, emotional, and physical refreshing when we're in the Spirit. Point C. There is empowerment for greater witness and fruitfulness. There is greater empowerment for, for witness and fruitfulness. And point D. Special guidance from the Lord is received. Special guidance. 
many times when uh, we haven't known what to do about a particular issue, what to do about a particular decision, after we've had a wonderful time of being in the Spirit, in the Spirit, many times the Lord gives us some guidance, some guidance which surprises us on occasion. Other times we say, oh, I should have thought of that earlier, right? But there is special guidance from the Lord many times as a result of being in the Spirit. And then point E, what's another blessing experience when we're in the Spirit? There is growth in holiness. There's growth in holiness in purity. Amen? We have different verses in the Bible that say to us, Be holy. The Lord is speaking. And He says, Be holy as I am holy. Follow peace with all men. And holiness, without which no one shall see the Lord. There are these and many other blessings, my friends, when we are in the Spirit. And I want to invite all of us, whether it's when you're at home, at school, at work, when I'm driving, at church. Lord, I want to have special times of being in the Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we read of how your servant John was in the Spirit. And Lord, we realize that we're not always going to experience the same thing as as men or women experienced in the Bible. And then other times we may experience the very same thing. But Lord, we just pray, I just pray that you would help all of us here And that you would help our radio listeners as well to have special times when we're in the Spirit. Whatever that might mean for any one of us. I believe, Lord, you you want us to have that intimate relationship with you. You want us to be closely connected to you. And I pray that you would guide and and enable and assist all of us in this sanctuary and our radio listeners to be able to have special times of being in the Spirit. Let it be so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.